have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special pack tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Hello, and welcome to Challenge Talk, part of the Geocache Talk Network. You can watch the show live now on the first Sunday of each month. Feel free to jump over to YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter to watch the broadcast live and join the wonderful and active chat room or listen to the entire show later on your favorite podcast player. In this episode, we're going to chat about fully themed challenge caches. We also have prizes to give away each show to our listeners. Between each show, be sure to email your challenge cash finds to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com and you could be a winner. And later in the show, we also play our special game exclusively for our live audience, the Wheel of Challenges. So listen live, get your email app ready, and follow instructions when the time comes so you can have a chance at winning the grand prize, a one-year membership to Project GC. And later on, we'll also highlight some of the challenge caches you found, and someone will win our monthly giveaway. And we are your hosts, Emily and Jeff from Cash Line, and we've also got Jesse joining us again. So, Welcome, hello, Jesse. and how's your month been? <laughs> um, just happy I was invited back again. Y'all, of course. Y'all show up, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I haven't done anything really stupid yet, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went out geocaching today because I'm still working on filling in my calendar, um, aiming for, I decided, I couldn't decide before, am I going to try to get two caches per date or three? I'm going to aim for three. So I went out today to get two. I kind of mapped out my whole year. I think I can make it happen if I gamble on some caches getting uh, published throughout the year, close by enough. So I'm going to aim for three. So that's a three per day average, right? Three, three per day, three fines per calendar date. I've okay. had my calendar okay. filled in for years, but there's still some dates where there's only one or two caches. Yeah. 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 Yes. I'm still working on that with the challenge cache year, year date grid of date. Yeah. Found. That's, that's amazing. That's far beyond <laughs> where I think five I more, five, five that's more. That's so of cool. That is so cool. After this show, I've got to go get one. <laughs> and then Wait a minute. What days. time is our show over and you have to get it done by midnight? 10 o'clock. We're done here. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> so, well, 10 o'clock supposed to be. <laughs> but there will be about an hour, hour and a half or so. I'm sure you're not just going from scratch. You already have it mapped out for those five days that you need, right? Yeah. I, I have uh, on Cashly a filter set up to show me all of my unfound and qualified challenge caches within the area and uh yeah there's this big huge hole about an hour bubble around my home 
No. <laughs> so it's a it's a drive out to get to the nearest one, but get a few more caches today, and it also helps to keep up that uh, 170, 170 fines per month rate. I'm trying to keep up in order to cool. find 2022 caches in 2022. Oh, that's pretty so, cool, though. Uh, yeah, lots of challenges. Oh, and um, indoor events were just allowed again in Ontario. Finally, great. Um, so we, I had, a, I hosted a breakfast on Saturday. Uh, we used to do that every month, first Saturday of every month, two years ago. So now it's been two years since we had an indoor event. It is so good getting wow. back to events and mm. seeing your people. <laughs> yeah, Last absolutely. month with the 222 and some palindrome dates, it, I got to uh, see several friends where it's just been way too long. It's mm -hmm. so good for the soul. Yeah, yeah. Then you have that shock when you finally see the bottom half of their face again. Almost <laughs> right. <laughs> At least indoors. Yeah, because like we've been able to have, well, to varying degrees, because outdoor events, all depending on restrictions, there could be outdoor gathering sizes. So the reviewers have uh, adjusted their publishing guidelines for events over the course of two years. But indoor mm -hmm. events haven't been allowed pretty much since the lockdowns began. Oh, my gosh. So, wow. yeah. You should throw one every day for a month. <laughs> There's got to be a challenge for that out there. <laughs> yeah, get rid of the the event stacking guideline as well, just just to celebrate. Just let us gather. <laughs> Only stacking if it's the same day. You can have them every day for a month, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, just keep them. Yeah, it's potentially possible <laughs> if your reviewer doesn't catch on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so one if, way to uh, find out. Try it and see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, if you have any. Uh, comments or uh, challenge goals or anything that is challenge related or just geocaching related that you'd like to share with us, then by all means, as usual, email your challenge caching questions, big or small, to challenge talk, challenge talk podcast at gmail.com. Uh, every month, we like to also highlight some of the challenge statistics via uh, Project GC. And uh, as of March 6th, this afternoon, uh, did a quick check on their little summary of their challenge checker scripts. And so we now have 7,532 active scripts, which is up 115 from last month. These are all of the unique individual scripts that are used to uh, to write all of the checkers that we have out there. So there, it seems like fewer scripts, but one of those scripts could feed hundreds of challenges potentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, we also have 39,817 unique challenges. Those are different parameter sets, which is up 399 from last month. Uh, those are mentioned every month that uh, you could have two challenges that are identical and use the same script. So those are unique challenges, uh, not individual listings, because individual active tags, that is unique checkers by GC code, there's 49,036 which is up 520 from last month. And uh, each of those is a little less than the prior month, so it kind of got a little dip this month. But we're at 33,068 active challenge caches worldwide, so these are active listings according to the attribute search on uh, geocaching.com, and that's up 306 from last month, which is more than double last month's increase. So <laughs> we got a whole bunch of new caches published this month this past bring month. them on great 
That's right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants everybody. There's some reason everybody's publishing caches all of a sudden. I have no idea why it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that would happen more in Ontario. For the last couple of months, it's been slow. Oh, We've no. Very, very, like only, like, I think I can count them on my hand how many were published in Ontario. Wow. Uh, feeling some withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see new ones. <laughs> uh, so we've got some new news items from last month as well. Um, so a little nudge. If you haven't yet, the Reach the Peak Souvenir Challenge finishes on March 7th, which is... Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't climbed all of the mountains yet, or the last mountain, if you haven't climbed Everest yet, make sure you do that before tomorrow. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize we were at the end. We're, this is really the end. <laughs> yeah, It's been a great so challenge. Days. I've I've enjoyed keeping up with this one. It was a nicely themed one, yeah. I like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I liked the theme. I liked that it varied every month within the theme. Mm-hmm. And I and like that, that it they, just kept me going with a, just another goal, as yeah. always. And they provided that base camp, that very lowest level souvenir yeah. for everybody. Just find one, log one, yep. and then uh, the peak for each of them. And the fact that the, the peaks all increased. Um, yeah. I've commented about that in some past souvenir challenges. Like, uh, if you provide increasingly difficult souvenir like requirements, and then it uh, it can at least encourage people to try more, do more, push more, mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing. So that was nice. And usually I am all in with whatever Challenge HQ puts out, and I'm probably going to achieve every bit of it, but I do like that there's that meta souvenir for achieving it all as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially that. We also have Snag the Tag is starting up again the next game uh, in April, so... Make sure you follow them for the news and notifications. Uh, Hyder packs have been on sale already for, I think, at least a month, now, over a month, maybe around a month, beginning of mid, early mid-February, I think. Uh, so people are snatching them up, but once mm -hmm. it starts, make sure those notifications on if you like the FTFs. <laughs> right. Even if you don't buy a Hyder pack, you can still sign up for notifications. You never know. I feel like most of the ones that get hidden around me are people just driving through and randomly selecting to hide one near me, which is amazing. <laughs> I benefit from that, you know, mm. so yeah. Sign up for each individual game notifications. We yeah. have a very active snag the tag community. Sadly, it's two hours South of me. Oh, <laughs> I still get the notification just cause I want to know. And they're gone immediately. You know, yeah. they're, they're big time into it and they hide them all the time down there. I see them all the time. One day it'll happen while I'm in that town, and I, I'm going to get it no matter what. But there's no way I could drive down there and get it in time. They're yeah, it's just you out. know it's not going to be oh, worth yeah. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you got to try to convince somebody down there to spark it in another community, get them to drive up to you and <laughs> hide some. It hadn't really caught on up here, but some people do. But I, I guess they just took to it down there for some reason. I don't know why. Well, and that's the thing, like right? Like if, uh, if nobody hides them, then nobody really starts... Mm -hmm. Right, so it doesn't really catch on until somebody decides, okay, I'm going to hide. Yeah, but I've been kind of dangling the carrot every now and then in my community, and it seems like it's the I'm waiting for the out-of-towners to come through and, and snag my hides. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, well, this past month, I also discovered a new type of checker, which <laughs> can't be a challenge, apparently, um, 
because of its requirement, but uh, I thought it was a very neat um, variation on chaining. So chaining is um, a calculation based on proximity from your finds. So there's a certain challenge that is allowed, which you've got to have a certain length of chain from find to find, from the beginning to end, and then you qualify. This one was created, but apparently, uh, reportedly, it's not being allowed. It's um, using cache chains to define an area. So oh, you're enclosing, wow. Oh, wow. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh. And so it, you, you've got to have a certain area um, in order to qualify. So <laughs> that was a, a really neat variation, but there's no, you can't publish a challenge with it. So it gives you uh, like the, a, a few large-ish regions that are somewhat close. And then if you're able to, you could say extend a few more fines uh, for one of those areas and then connect mm -hmm. it into that other region, which would greatly increase the area as one big loop. So it's really fascinating the stuff that they're able to do with these scripts. And I kind of want to petition to make make reviewers allow this <laughs> challenge type. It's not a user defined region, right? It's like you're you're still finding stuff. You can't unqualify. Your finds are are there. That's that's really neat looking. And the script allows different proximities as well. So this one is, uh, I think it was three kilometers. Yeah, separation was three three kilometers. But there is a five-kilometer one as well, which <laughs> changes the shape <laughs> to something almost completely different. Yeah. So it makes it a lot larger. So, yeah, it's, it's flexible as well. And, yeah, I would just love to see this allowable as a challenge. For one, because wow, I can just, like, cool. find a few I want to play with that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, Th so we'll have the links. Be... Yeah, the links to those checkers in our show notes, <laughs> so yeah, you audio sure. listeners can play around with what we're um, ooing and aahing over. <laughs> uh, you know that's yeah. going to lead to people trying to draw pictures, without a yes. doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, you couldn't be able to require it, but you can't stop people from making pictures. Doing it right. I mean, geo art can be all kinds of stuff. <laughs> People In case you're wondering, ways. reviewers will stop you if you go the wrong direction with that. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just saying that for yeah. a friend. Yeah. We so on that note, we had a uh, not quite a geo art, but roadside series of traditionals in our in a region close to me, and the roads, the shape of them, kind of looked like a uh, a vulgar hand sign. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and from what I heard, one person commented about that to a reviewer and the owners of that series had to make changes so that it didn't look like that. Wow. And these were traditionals along roadsides. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you can't blame HQ for that though. Mm. Yeah. They can't uh, have older stuff tied to them. Right. <laughs> In a kid's game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we also have a little shout out to make to one of our listeners, it is just finding our way. Big congratulations because he has crossed a milestone of 1,000 challenge caches found. 
Yeah. Woo-hoo. Congratulations. And on his birthday too. <laughs> and uh, thanks for uh, repping, on, repping the pod with your challenge talk yeah, shirt while shirt. you made the yeah, find. It's a nice looking shirt there. Yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> that is a huge accomplishment. A thousand challenge caches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And so just for the record, the cache that he found there was GC2YQHK uh, favorites challenge where you've got to find five geocaches with 100 favorite points or more cool so Very not too good. difficult but it's a good good theme for a challenge yeah you know and he's in the live, chat tonight so yeah. hey there and congratulations <laughs> so pretty impressive feat though that's that's pretty oh, yeah. good that takes time that takes oh, time yeah. and interestingly like thinking about that uh date found year grid for challenge caches the only you have to have obviously a minimum of 366 challenges qualified in order to even complete that year mm-hmm. and uh looking at caches in my region to see if there could even be a challenge published <laughs> for that requirement at the top end like the top the first page of top finders in ontario uh i think i had uh two people qualified two or three people qualified and their grid you could tell that they worked on it <laughs> A whole lot of days with just one challenge found. Um, <laughs> and then there were a couple others who you could tell were trying to qualify because there was like spotted, half the year was spotted and then it was solid. So, you know, from some date they decided to fill in all the dates. Um, and that was about it. <laughs> it's not an easy one to qualify for. No. Because you have to qualify for challenges and you have to focus on signing them or qualifying for them on those missing dates right so if i go by go on january 1st and sign a power trail 370 of them i can just slowly see if i qualify would that be okay (laughs) (laughs) uh, oh that's a whole other topic (laughs) (laughs) i'm asking for that same friend that did the dirty geo art that's that's (laughs) i i would insert in there that for me personally if if i have forgotten or don't know that I qualify for a challenge or don't know when I qualify for a challenge, then I would log it for when I did the work to discover that I qualified. Yeah. But if I know that I qualified on a certain date and I've already signed it before that, I'll log it qualified for that date. Yeah. It's the honor system. As long as it's not like three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're going to know. It's going to feel, yeah, you're going to know. It's going to feel like, make it feel worth it to you, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're into cheating, then I guess you'll feel great about cheating. I don't know. What's the <laughs> definition of cheating? Anyways. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that is another topic. <laughs> Controversial topic. Yes. But on that note, the topic for this month, we are talking about fully themed challenge caches. It was interesting trying to come up with a name for it, because what, what do you call a challenge cache where the final challenge, the cache itself follows the same theme as the qualification for it. Yeah, so fully themed. Fully themed. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy it. That sounds good to me. Yeah. We uh, posted around asking for, asking, well, I had initially asked people to uh, uh, share caches that they think or, or that they feel are um, relevant to the qualification. And interestingly, there were some comments coming back that they actually like challenges that aren't like that where you just have the qualification but the cache itself is just 
you know, the, the final reward for qualifying. So that it added another uh, perspective to the whole idea hmm. of fully themed challenge caches. Um, so if, if you're in chat, then share some comments. Share, share yeah, some we want to see what, what everyone feels that. like. Yeah, especially mm -hmm. if you didn't um, give us any feedback online um, in the past mm -hmm. few days. Mm -hmm. Like the the easiest example that I would tend to give for fully themed challenge cache is like a challenge where you've got to find 100 uh, tree climb attribute caches and the final cache is also up a tree. So you've mm -hmm. still got to climb another cache, <laughs> another tree to find the cache. Right, and, right. Uh, that one seems simple enough, but then some of these, I mean, it all, it depends on the challenge as well. Some challenges are just crazy complex and you can't really make a, ch a cash based on that. But yeah. Theme it. Right. And you know, I was looking through my list of challenge cash finds and some of them, I couldn't come up with a way that I would like fully theme out that final. Mm -hmm. um, like I, it, some of them are, you know, some of them are in a, a trail, a trail of challenge caches. So I feel like that is its own destination. You know, you go there because you're like, yeah, I can get all of these. And then there might be a few that I still have to work towards or something like that. And so that's kind of like the, the reward in and of itself. Um, and so if you're doing that and you're like giving people a trail of terrain accomplishments, it's going to be hard to theme out a four beside a three beside a two, you know, every 500 feet. But the, mm -hmm. the theme doesn't necessarily have to be the terrain of that. You could do something to the container, right? True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could decorate the container. Yeah. Oh but yeah. I, I think if I had that, thought. You, mm -hmm. yeah, like if you do a, a qualification of a hundred tree climbs and you don't want to climb the tree for the final cache, you could make the cache a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. Something that, you know, uh, I, I think one of the things that one, one of the opinions that was uh, regularly mentioned was you don't necessarily just want to find a lamppost cache as the challenge cache final. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't like to say like that I'm I don't feel like I'm prejudiced towards a lamppost cache. I don't feel like I'm prejudiced towards a micro. Everything has its place. But I have walked up to a lamppost micro as a challenge cache and gave a groan, you know, because it's just like, wow, this is this is the way it's going to end, you know? So mm -hmm. something in me was saying, I want more in that. Mm -hmm. Well, and people have very strong opinions on this as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, and uh, just finding your way said you could use a calendar. Oh for a logbook yeah. That's a, yeah, that's great. Time to think <laughs> outside of the box. See, mm -hmm. That's perfect. You would get a chuckle. If you walked up and that's the yep. final of that, you would get a chuckle for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that would feel like a good reward too. Like it's, it's related to the qualification and yeah, you get that extra little tidbit of joy. <laughs> I will tell you, and I think I mentioned it somewhere before on the network, but I, I hit some challenges and I hit them with, even if it wasn't a challenge, difficulty would have probably been about a three plus on the, the hide. But the challenge part was also up there too. And I had people get mad at me, like send me not so nice note, not so nice notes saying, Challenges are supposed to be easy to find. I'm like, I didn't That's read that anywhere. True, you know, right? <laughs> people get some definite opinions and they will tell you their opinions too over the nice messaging feature. Like, mm -hmm. I should be able to walk up and find it. I've qualified for the challenge. I should be able to get it easy. Mm, well, not this one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric says uh, he loves when the terrain matches the actual terrain. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that brings up another issue about how to rate challenge caches. 
Uh, do you make it based on the like the terrain, based on the the cash itself, the challenge that's the final, or based on the requirements of the qualification? Um, I think most of us would kind of agree the maximum of either of those, but um, yeah. the rules yeah, are pretty like clear on it though. Yeah, HQ is giving us some pretty clear rules on what you're supposed to do, but we all yeah. know that people don't follow rules, so it's kind of, you know, <laughs> we've kind of made our own version of those rules, right? <laughs> if you don't follow the rules, then at least explain in the description the difference. <laughs> yeah. The challenge could be for terrain fours, but the final cache itself is a terrain one and a half. At mm -hmm. least explain that. Um, but, uh, yeah, like if the... If, it's nice. I, I personally like when the train matches the challenge and the cash itself. Because, like, that's, it. you know. Well, and when uh, you say that, do you mean, like, this this challenge probably had you going to a lot higher terrain, so you're going to hide a higher terrain? And, yeah, like, if you have... And label it appropriately? Yeah, say, like, finding five terrain caches. You can't say on islands, but say you found a whole bunch that were on islands that were paddle caches or uh, a swim or wade or something like that. Then if the final cache was also on an island or required that, mm -hmm. you know, the terrain kind of matches the challenge. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. um, and Chronically Tired Mom said, uh, what's one more tree climb after 100? Exactly. <laughs> the people who like tree climbs are the ones doing your challenge anyways. <laughs> and, you know, I even saw also in the chat a cemetery challenge in a cemetery, final being in the yeah. cemetery, dog park icon, you know, mm -hmm. attribute challenge, have it in a dog park or do dog friendly. I'm sorry. Dog friendly mm -hmm. attribute, have it near a dog park. That's a great location type mm -hmm. final yeah. Uh, Karen said, uh, it's like when you have an adventure lab that's a little different and someone comments list that doesn't like the fact the info wasn't on the signs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's probably always someone who isn't going to like something. <laughs> Another opinion that was mentioned was um, they that they like caches that like challenge finals that are just fairly standard challenges uh, caches because what if you're on a road trip and you're just trying to collect challenges that you qualify for you know in that sense you might just want to go to a plaza and then be able to log those challenges whether you qualify right now or not at least like if you want a ch if you know that you're going to qualify for a high terrain challenge but you are traveling to another region you might want to be able to sign that cash and then qualify for it later without having to spend a day doing whatever's required for that challenge. Cash. Sounds like somebody's trying to hit the easy button. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess, yeah. you know, I mean, I love it when I'm traveling through somewhere and I see a gimme, you know, because like, mm -hmm. oh, hey, I already qualify for that. I'm going to go for that because that's the type of thing that in interests me on what I would target as I'm traveling mm -hmm. somewhere. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just can't find them all. It's just not possible. So mm -hmm. sometimes you walk away because yeah. today's not the day. Yeah. And if all challenges were just like lamppost cash, there'd be no point even going to sign it. Just do the work and claim it online. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> See, I could go both ways on that because I would like to be able to, uh, to sign challenges while I'm away. And then whether I'm qualified now or not. But at the same time, you know, if I knew that there was a challenge that required uh, the same difficulty as qualification, then I might make that a special target cache and come and make a specific trip for that one another yeah. time. 
I like when you see like if it's like you know find twenty five boating caches, which you know you can't t- you could say a five terrain with the boat attribute if you wanted to, but um, and then like at the end of a trail of twenty five, the challenge is out there, so you're already mm-hmm. out there doing it. You kind of get rewarded at the end of it, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that just reminded me we had one like that uh, recently, or a number of years ago. There was a power trail. Basically, someone had laid a whole bunch of caches along a very remote uh, forest wilderness trail. Uh, It's about a nine-hour hike round trip if you do the whole thing. And um, initially, there was a really old cache at the end, so it required that whole hike. And it was a 5.5, very Mm -hmm. old, kind of popular. Not a lot of people did it. But some of these people did this the one time and they placed all these caches along the power trail, rated them all high terrain because it's, it's wilderness. It's a, it's an intense hike and then put a challenge cache at the end of the trail past that five, five. And it was about collecting stars in one day. So collecting difficulty and terrain stars in one day. Oh yeah. So if you were to go out there to do that trail, you collect that entire power trail, get the, the, the oldie at the end and then get the challenge you're qualified. You do it all on one trip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, setting up, that's kind of goes to sometimes there's the challenge and hiding a challenge cache of it has to be reasonably doable, you know, Mm -hmm. for a number of local cachers. And so if you're setting up the ability to achieve it along with setting forth the challenge, that's good. You know, I like that. What if you did a challenge like that and nobody in your area had done it before do you think the pup what do you think of what the reviewer would do it's reasonably attainable right because it's out there but what if nobody had ever done that before i, I hate that, that rule i hate that rule for that reason <laughs> <laughs> i don't care what people have done before i want to set forth a challenge mm-hmm. by definition of the name but i'll, I'll back down because it's it goes back to the difference <laughs> yeah between a challenge and an accomplishment in my opinion. Yeah, I don't but, want um, them to be reward ca- caches. I want them to be a challenge. You yeah. said it, not me. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, in that kind of situation, I would probably, if I knew of a challenge that I wanted to create and people hadn't done it before, I'd probably look to people who are closest to qualifying and saying, hey, I'm planning to do this challenge. I've done it, but maybe you should work towards it because then be able to publish and you could be FTF. <gasps> <laughs> but yeah, for Ontario, you've got to have that 10 other people already qualify plus yourself before you can actually create the challenge cache. Which is kind of a bummer, but there's a challenge in my area that's the exact reason why they did that. Um, there, it's like find 500,000 webcams or something like that. It's something that nobody had ever done. And it was like 10 years for anybody could ever qualify for it. And it was one of those old ones. It's like, come on. The, the owner didn't even qualify for it. None of those rules are in place at the time. So I get why they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen yeah. from Casey said, I agree. I don't even think the CEO should have to qualify because it might be something that the CEO wants to strive for. That's pretty much the reasoning behind my bingo challenge, my Iron Man bingo challenge, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't yet qualify for. Yeah, you know, I, I see the one end of where is the end of reasonableness if you're not putting forth a standard like that but still yeah. sometimes they just feel like rewards instead of challenges yeah. and i think it's another situation of uh people pushing the line um beyond reason and so they had to pull it back and everybody kind of has to deal with that because yeah if you if you can publish a challenge that 
nobody yet qualifies for, then, you know, the sky's the limit for your ideas. How unattainable might it be? Doesn't matter. <laughs> but if a few people already have to qualify, then at least it's within some realm of reasonability. Yeah. Um, so another con to, uh, to themed challenge caches, um, that the requirement to qualify can't include this cache. So what I'm, th what I was thinking about that is, um, if you think about it, you put a challenge to find a hundred tree climbs and then the final cache itself is also a tree climb. You're kind of making the challenge 101 tree climbs, right? right? Even though you qualify for 100, you still can't log it online until you do one more. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of adding a little bit to the challenge itself. Which is good. Yeah. Challenges are not people who want the easy way out. Those are LPCs. Right. Mm -hmm. Challenges should challenge you. So it's always good to up that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like every challenge falls into that category because if you're not going to log it until you've done all the other things, even though your name might be on the log, it does not count. Mm -hmm. So now, if you were to do like a challenge of find 100 two terrain caches and then the challenge was in a tree, that would be kind of mean. <laughs> <laughs> like it's way yeah. harder than the qualifications for the actual challenge cash that might be a little mean but i agree i agree that would be mean i you know sometimes i think of you know people of all abilities just for that sake of the sake of terrain and they're gonna be like what the heck you know <laughs> why would you do that to me mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know if i'd call that a con necessarily but it's 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 it'd be a an interesting situation to work around i mean you could make the challenge 99 tree climbs, and then the 100th is the final. In fairness, the same thing would apply too, right? If your challenge of an it's in an LPC and it was to find a thousand caches, you still have to find one more cache. Yeah. To get that. So yeah. you got to find a thousand. And more who doesn't yeah. want one more cache? Yeah. <laughs> Not me ever. What well, are you talking about? We, we had a challenge in our area that is uh, love it or hate it, finding 500 one one difficulty one terrain one challenges uh, caches. And the final is an LPC, if I recall. It's a 1-1. One, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's surprisingly hard. There's not really a lot of 1-1 one, one caches out there, relatively speaking. Because mm -mm. as soon as you can't get a wheelchair to it, it's a 1.5. Yeah. And that's pretty much most trails. And uh, yeah, it's like, it, it's it's a little tough to try to find those one, just find out where the 1-1s one, one, one are and then actually target them. Much less when you're talking to find one ones that aren't traditionals. Right. So one, one of the flip sides to that, um, the cash can't be or isn't part of the qualifications is that um, the cash itself, you still have to find by its own merit, its own difficulty and terrain anyway. So, you know, if you're, you're finding geocaches to qualify, you'd find all the stuff that qualifies for the challenge, but then now you're just finding one other cache, which is its own difficulty terrain, attributes, all that stuff. So, you know, it's not, it's, yeah. That another makes way to me look think how that. it's so sad when you can't find the challenge cache. <laughs> Something <laughs> you've worked towards or we're looking forward to. That's a special one. I can, you know, there's something special about I can log that and others can't. And then it's just not there. <laughs> 
Now, the one one of the pros that I I find is one of the best pros is that you know if the the final cache is like the epitome epitome of the challenge itself. So kind of like how with the reach the peak souvenirs, you uh, you earn each of the peak souvenirs of the individual mountains, and then you earn the peak explorer. I think it was the uh, the final. You mm-hmm. earn all those souvenirs, you get the extra bonus, which is related to all of those. Mm-hmm. Or is it? Because that one, you just... Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> not the best example. But um, yeah, like, I guess it would depend on the challenge as well. If it's tree climbs and you love tree climbs, then it's no big deal to uh, to have an epitome. I w- Would you put, say, that challenge cash, 100 tree climbs, and then the challenge final at the highest possible tree you can find. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's like you've qualified now just one more. <laughs> you can always not do the challenge. You can yeah. always just move on to some other cash, but <laughs> challenge cashers tend to be want tend to want to be challenged, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I'd be totally up for that. I, I think I that's agree. it's a good idea. But like I said before, it would, it would depend on the context of wanting to find it. Because yeah, you, if you place a challenge like that, you're pretty much focusing on people already in the area because somebody passing through is not going to necessarily want to do all of the work to find that final challenge, whether qualified or not. They might have to plan another trip just to come for that challenge if it's a lot of work. So it, it targets different people, I think, if you make the a fully themed challenge cache, depending on the challenge. Mm-hmm. It just kind of rounds out the experience, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just adding that extra bit. And you know that that's it that's what becomes really memorable just those extra features you know like mm-hmm. you said we would get a chuckle to open up a logbook that was a calendar mm-hmm. you know that that sticks with you um when we first started talking about this topic this is not a challenge cache but i found a cache 12 years ago and it is that memorable. It's it's the first thing I thought of when we started talking about this topic. It's a where I go cache at the Antietam battlefield. And that is a long haul where I go. And I'm looking at the cache final and it says micro. And so there's my internal bias going, what? After all that, you've given me a micro? And I'm not going to say more because it's still an active <laughs> cache. And I don't know if it's the same as it was. But when you got there, the location was wonderful. And the final was a micro but it was so themed out that i got such a kick out of it and you know it really turned Mm -hmm. me around from that first initial thought of this is all you're gonna give me after that (laughs) you know Mm, yeah so same with challenges and okay here's a comment that just got me thinking for a couple of reasons so peter hoyt said uh, i have a mine attribute challenge final add a mine that would be awesome. I'd be yeah. all for that. I'd, yeah. I'd go for that yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. But that makes an interesting point because in a way, y- y- that cash can't be a qualifier. So that's one mine that can't be used for a cash to qualify. <laughs> so in this particular challenge instance, it takes up space that could be used for another cash to qualify for the challenge. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you're going to have to go out and find a different mine. This mine's Mm -hmm. taken. Yeah. And how many (laughs) mines are there out there where you could put a a cash near one? I didn't even realize there was a mine attribute. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Abandon, abandoned mine, I think it is. Yeah. But that's one way to look at it. Or it just gets you one closer to the 200 mines. The next challenge you're going to <laughs> The next level. We're and that mine cache one right? state over. You can move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I hadn't thought about that one as well. It's only more of an issue with very rare cache experiences like mines. But uh, no, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd still go for that challenge. That's a great challenge. <laughs> Abandoned structures, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I think we can all agree though that um, some kind of theming is nice. Whether mm -hmm. it's you know the amount of work to find the cache, some people might like that, but that might separate locals versus travelers. Or if it's just some kind of uh, decoration, um, cache container, location, something like that that's relevant. To the quality to the challenge yeah i think agreed. i think everybody could agree that that at least is good uh someone had mentioned uh, something good but not lame <laughs> well i mean think about it though so you you've worked on a challenge for a year and you go finally to sign the final right and you get there and it's a pill bottle under a bush that's not really i mean that's kind of anticlimactic right mm -hmm. at least put a smiley face on it or sticker or something <laughs> do something you know like do something for me but uh <laughs> Because it's, you know, you it should be, I, I think, one opinion would be that challenge cash should be the crowning achievement of all that work you've done the whole time. Now, if you're just doing them as reward caches, as Emily called them, not me, um, <laughs> that's it doesn't matter, right? But if, if you're working towards it the whole time, and you're like, ah, I can finally go sign this challenge, you want it to be a little something special. I mean, it doesn't have to mm -hmm. be like the best cash ever, but... I would suggest the reason why people don't tend to put much effort into the final of challenges is not everybody's going to find it and sign it. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. It's, it's going to be amazing if you do. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree with you, Jesse. I think that, yeah, <laughs> having that nice surprising find at the end is really cool. Yeah. yeah it didn't have to be like a gadget, just, you know, paint the can or something do do something cool for it mm. yeah yeah and so kind of along that line not to toot my own horn but <laughs> i recently placed um a challenge uh for for mingo's birthday mingo's coming of age challenge 20, it was supposed to be 21 years after it's publishing mm -hmm. and uh so the the cash itself that's what the the uh what mingo gc30 looks like and uh, so what I had done is create, so it is a challenge to find, to find old caches, but it created um, a container that looks a lot like Mingo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that little extra touch gets a lot of comments about how it's, it's, uh, it's nice. It was great to see um, a themed container. Even found a location that was very Mingo-like. <laughs> So there's a big highway up there, and then you've got the fence line like corner it. with the wood fence, and then a little pile in the corner. Yeah, and, that's pretty uh, cool. So that kind of theming, I think anybody could get behind. Um, what was the challenge again? It was to find at least 21 geocaches placed on May 11th of any year. That's cool. And of, of those 21, 12 must have been placed in different years. So you need to have at least 12 different years covered by May 11th finds in order to qualify. Could you do one found on May 11th every year since geocaching started? Yep. It's that or more. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they would let you do one for every single year. 
so that wasn't allowed. It had to be a quantity. It, for um, I can't remember the reason, but I had to go back and forth a bit. I, there were a few changes to this challenge to make yeah. it allowed because of mm -hmm. guidelines. But uh, yeah, we settled on a quantity of 21 caches placed on May 11th any year, covering at least 12 different years. Yeah. The nice little bonus for that is if you have found Mingo, you've already got one of 12, but it's kind of a bragging right if you've also got Mingo. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, oh, go well, ahead. I was going to say, there's a good comment in there. It says, uh, That's just exactly what I was like going to talk about. Okay. He says it goes against kind of what I was saying was going against signing challenge before you qualify. Just to be clear, I advocate signing every challenge you get near. Not don't you don't wait till you when you qualify, but you'll if you if you signed it first and then went on and worked on it, it's still cool if it starts off with something really cool, right? So I'm definitely not saying wait until you because hit thing could be archived before you ever qualify. Right, Sign right. Every challenge you come near, even mm -hmm. if you think. 100% you will never qualify for that challenge. You just never yep. know. Right. I still think it's going to it's gonna tickle you in that moment and like yeah. give you a nice yeah. little memory. And, you know, the more of us that do this, the more we're going to inspire other people, hopefully, to do this and have mm -hmm. great ideas. And, you know, it doesn't have That's to be something major, right? Just a little tweak. Like you said, the calendar. And it could even be one of those little mini calendars, you know, the, the little bitty ones <laughs> you put in there. You would get, we would all chuckle when we saw that. Just mm -hmm. the creativity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I like what Tom says. If there was a final in a pill bottle in a bush and it was full of certificates for free ice cream for the place the bush is sitting in front of, he'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to argue with that logic. Hard to argue with that. <laughs> yeah. So in a way, it's like it's thinking about challenge caches like placing just your regular cache. Creativity and something neat is is always welcome. Everybody loves that. So as we take challenges to the next level of geocaching, you, we can think creatively about how to theme the challenge cache itself around mm -hmm. or somewhat relative to the qualifications required. Um, I think that would just make it like so much better for everybody. Nobody would hate that. Nobody would hate that. That's exactly it. <laughs> that's, that's a good general life life, uh, life thing. Nobody I mean, would that's hate a that. standard, right? Is that your standard for uh, caching now? Nobody would hate it. Nobody's going to hate this one. <laughs> uh, Emily, did you have another uh, couple other points? No, I made all my points um, early on. Basically the same thing. I, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. going to find whatever challenge is out there, but I'm going to love it when it has some kind of relation to the theme. And you guys have made really good points that I didn't even think of right away, but of visually theming it mm -hmm. somehow, you know, and even if it's going to be really hard, maybe, you know, writing in Sharpie on the duct tape T5 all over it. I don't, I don't know, you know, <laughs> but something memorable, you know, I would, I would take a picture and Instagram that for sure. <laughs> you could like 3d print a, a T and a five shaped. Container oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, you 3d printer people. You have such. I uh, actually tool. got a buddy of mine to do that for me to on a, it was a challenge cache painted it blue, you know, typical ammo cam painted it blue. And he 3D printed to the question mark that looks like the, you know, the challenge icon. Yeah. Now it got stolen because it was too oh. good. He did too good of a job on it, but <laughs> it was cool until it got stolen. So mm -hmm. what people, cool. everybody that found it was like, oh, that's a cool, you know, that's a cool container. Yeah. The things that you can do now with 3D printers, it's like, it just opened the floodgates. You can be super creative. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. awesome. Just, 
just make sure that the cache is good for being outdoors. <laughs> be be weather weather prepped for whatever your climate is. <laughs> <clears throat> if you have any other questions or things that you'd like to mention or share on the show, then uh, as usual, you can email challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com with your questions, anything you'd like answered, anything you'd like us to explore, big or small, that's where you can email, challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com. But I think it's about time we get to our Wheel of Challenges game because we like to give things away. We do. <laughs> so as usual, one live viewer each month will be selected to face off against the wheel and have a chance to win the grand prize one-year membership on Project GC. To enter, send an email with a subject containing spin me followed by your geocaching username in brackets and the answer to the following question. The first verified user gets the wheel and your profile will be checked live on Project GC. And if you qualify, you will win. So here is your question. I'll give you a second or two if you've got your app opening. <laughs> the question is, according to HQ, this is the year of the what? Now, we, we failed to mention this in the news. <laughs> I was just going to say, this is maybe the first time we've asked a question where we did not already talk about it. So have you been paying attention? We I know did, some people... However, hint. Yeah, we gave a hint. Beginning. We yes. gave a hint. We didn't come yes. right out and say it. There is... A souvenir connected to it. Some people earned the souvenir without even trying this past week. Mm -hmm. And this also works not just for what you would think it would, but it also works for other stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> completely away. But the answers are rolling in very, very quickly. And uh, the first that we have here is Gary Bechthold of the GBs right. has sent in hide it is the year of the hide the year of the hide and so and that new souvenir yes. between now and the end of the year as long as you hide a cash or an event you will earn a hider's souvenir yeah people discovered the uh the um event thing when the event went live and they earned the uh, souvenir <laughs> right <laughs> some people earned it like while that was coming in out in announcements and so they had that souvenir very promptly because they already had a cash in the queue <laughs> and it got published it would be kind of neat if they enhanced that souvenir and said you get a different version for each different type of cash that you had for the year yes Mm. Oh, I like that idea. I like that. Kind of like <laughs> challenges, like the step up challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. Gary. Gary is another one with tons and tons and tons of challenge finds. That's right. I forget <laughs> how many. It's a lot. <laughs> Gary, tell us in the chat. And uh, so I'm pretty sure he has a really good odds of this. Okay, yeah. go ahead. So this, this wheel has uh, challenges rated from one to five. So let's get this thing spinning. You're at, oh, it's right on the line. Is that a three or a two and a half? I think it's a three. I think it's a three star. Know. It's uh, GC5FJ2K, the iconic challenge. And I'm, I'm going to guess he's going to win. He's going to qualify 
So this was a cache placed by Yeg Challenge Cachers in 2014, November. Uh, the to, to qualify for this challenge, you'll need to find nine or more cache types on oh. a single day. And as with pretty much any challenge, past finds all challenge. There's no date restrictions. Uh, yeah, and note your accomplishments in your log. So this is also known as a busy day challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> typically people try to qualify for these on very rare events like mega events and giga events. Right. Come and plan out all the rare caches in order to qualify and try to get as many different icons, cache types as possible in a single day. So let's see how Gary fares. I had an X on there. I want to know if I qualify. I, I thought I did. My eight or nine. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> GBs. That is GBs in brackets. Running the checker. And it's a qualification. It's a qualification. Does it say how yep. many he has in one day? Uh, found 11, 11 different types. Wow. Yep, on June 18th. So he's got a letterbox, Cedo, multi, webcam, where I go, uh, unknown or mystery, uh, traditional, earth cache, uh, virtual, mega, and a regular event. Well so, done. Yeah, that was a Cash in the Bay mega event. Where is that? There are mega events all over the place that we don't often hear about. Hmm. So, congrats, Gary. We'll be in touch. And you have won one year membership to Project GC. Congrats. I, I, I'm sure I got one. <laughs> Why do I, I have, have an check. X? <laughs> <laughs> I only have eight? Man, okay. So, yeah, before all these, well, all of these, before a few newer cash types were around, that was when I was working on the, the busy day challenge. That wasn't even a mega day. I'm sure. Man, okay, this this is going to bog me now. <laughs> I've always passed up on other uh, on days that people have been working on busy icon days because I swear I had more than eight. Ah, well. <laughs> Maybe you'll have an opportunity in July. Hey, okay. Just saying, there's stuff around. Mm-hmm. A variety of stuff. Yeah, quite a bit. We hadn't mentioned that yet either. Cash Fest. In yeah. Tennessee, Memphis is coming up. I've made all my various reservations. I'm ready to go to Memphis. I have a, nice a I have week. a busy day of twelve, but maybe I can make that thirteen. We'll see. <laughs> Nowadays, you have community events. You have a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff that's going to be there. So exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Have to plan very carefully because I think we're going to be a little busy with our uh, challenge Academy too. So yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to fit in personal caching possibly. with yeah, <laughs> everything that we're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be a busy, busy week for some of us. Yes. Yes. So please join us. So we also like to give away uh, another little prize for people who uh, make an effort to qualify for challenges each month. Uh, we give a congratulatory shout out to listeners who email us proof of qualifying and logging a challenge cache since the last show. Anyone who sends an email to challengetalkpodcast at, gc dot, at uh, gmail.com with the GC code and optionally, excuse me, any photo if you'd like to share or a story uh, for that month will be entered for the prize giveaway, which is a challenge talk geocoin. Let's see if I've got one. <laughs> I've got one over here. One second. It looks like this icon. Oh, yeah. Right up above there. my shoulder. 
There we go. There we go. Jeff has Challenge the coin. Very cool. Geocoin. There's only a couple of them left. Probably just in time for Cash Fest. So, yes. uh, yeah, if you've qualified, make sure just, yeah, just send in your challenges that you discover or qualify for because we love to highlight them. And uh, yeah, it really inspires us. It inspires people, you know, look at all, all the different places our audience represent. And if we can all get different ideas and make our areas better, that's better for the whole community. So share them all. Mm hmm. So first up, we have one from just finding our way. It is GC3838ZCR, Matt 20 Challenge. It is a four and a half difficulty, one terrain, mm. 2011, pre-moratorium. And it seems like a simple one until you read the details. Okay. You have to find 60 caches in one year. But... They are composed of three different types of caches over 20 different hiders. Okay. Interesting. So you have to find three different types of caches of 20 different hiders each to make 60 caches, but all within one year. <laughs> and, and this cache is also an offset, so it's got a little puzzle attached to it as well. You've got to do a little math to figure out where the final cache is. I want to point out, Jeff, scroll back down. There is a vintage icon on this page. There Do you is. guys see it? Mm. The Look at yeah. that old challenge icon. The uh, geocaching guy with the cape. <laughs> Do you guys <laughs> remember those challenges? Um, you mean the ones that disappeared off our profile? Yes. I seem to remember those, yes. <laughs> there is no record of them having ever existed. Geocaching I both, both challenges. I remember found them a bunch well. of those and they disappeared. Yes. <laughs> I still remember there was one to find a public sundial. And my mom and I were we weren't even looking. We're just in we were at Trees of Mystery in California, Northern California. And all of a sudden, as we're walking around, I see a sundial out in public. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, a public sundial, public sundial. And I'm <laughs> what were people thinking? You know, I'm like, ah. So, anyways, I remember them it's, well. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because they're they're kind of a mix of a few things that we have now. They were basically just a container, but they were like proper challenges. It gets published, and from that point on, it challenges people to do something in order to qualify and claim it. Right. So it's like a real challenge, not just an accomplishment. But uh, yeah, being just like a container for anything and being not reviewed and just created by anybody, they got kind of ridiculous. They did. And they did. there were complaints and suggestions out the wazoo. And eventually they just said, <laughs> let's just scrap it. Walk it back. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> so we also have one from Bloody Cool. It is GC. At 7FFB8 challenge every hidden month, seven types of caches. Okay. This is a 2017 cache and it was placed by Cash Lee in Hawaii. Nice. That's awesome in itself. And the challenge um, here go ahead. is to find seven types of caches for every month of the year, January to December. Okay. Over any year. But uh, that in itself could be kind of hard, depending on where those rare cache types are. But um, I thought that was a neat one because uh, we had one placed by a reviewer around here called the uh, 
99 Tears, I think it was. 99 Tears? I think that was the name. And it was basically that. It was this big grid of every month in each column and all the types, mm -hmm. and you've got to get, basically knock off all of those squares for every month. And Interesting thing about that challenge, not only have I met the hider of that, I've actually found that exact cache also. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. In Hawaii. That's really cool. <laughs> Excellent. What island is it on? Uh, Wahoo. Oahu. It's near Honolulu. Mm -hmm. Is that Oahu Island, I guess? Uh-huh. Okay. It's the only one I've been to, so unless they moved it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Canadian. Hawaii is Hawaii. <laughs> so that was uh, a fun one to consider and another challenging cash. Oh, yeah, that is a yeah four and a half difficulty challenge. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cash Lee actually, hide, she likes hiding challenge caches, and she had several that I got to find while I was down there. She showed up at an event I hosted too, and it looks like the same for Nels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good. Um, we have another one in from Acorn Mama. It is GC5AWR4 Challenge the Lonely Cash Trinity. All right. I want, I'm curious what the word Trinity mm -hmm. means in this. <laughs> so it was published 2014 by TC Plus 12 in Ohio. Uh, the challenge for this one, you have to find three different lonely caches or caches that not be found in one year or more. The catch is that not only do you have to find three different lonely caches, but you must have found one traditional, one multi, and one puzzle. Oh, I like that. So three different types of lonely caches in order to qualify. Right. So it might not be all that difficult, but I wanted to highlight that because this is a, a common definition of lonely cache. I think probably the most common is hasn't been found in over a year. Mm -hmm. it's an easy way to look at it. It's, it's kind of rare that caches don't get found for more than a year. So this one, you have to find three caches not found in over a year of three different types. Specific but there was another types. one. Yeah. yeah, there was another one sent in by Just Finding Our Way, which looks at another type of lonely challenge or lonely cache. Uh, it's GC7 KPD7, mm. 180 Days of Loneliness Challenge. And uh, this one is kind of defining, defining loneliness as, um, uh, where's the description? Usually the, uh, wait, where is it? Uh, in order to qualify for this geocache, you must have found two caches that haven't been found often. Often means that the caches um, are only found on average for 180 days. So some people consider lonely caches the average fines per day or average days per find. <laughs> so Eric had a good question about this, this challenge. Yeah. How do you find qualifiers, qualifiers for that kind of challenge if you're searching for it? Yeah, I th it's, it's because really all it is, is you're looking for uh, the number of days since publishing mm -hmm. uh, and the number of fines. So fines over days gives you the average or days over fines for lonely would be the better way to look at it because you're looking for days per find. So I, I don't think there's an easy way to look for that statistic. You would just have to find old caches that haven't been found very often. <laughs> I believe there's a tool for it in Project GC. I haven't used it in a long time, but yeah. Yeah. So that that's, yeah, that's the other type of lonely. It's the, uh, um, how often a cache is found average. And 
and it is allowable because it's 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 basic statistic so it can be checked uh the checkers already exist so it would be allowable as a challenge post moratorium isn't this one of those weird ones though so like let's say it's only found once every 180 days and you and two or three buddies go out there and find it one day didn't mess up well because that's a good point what if it hasn't been found in six years and then five people go out and find it within a day it's not lonely by the one-year standard but it could still be lonely by the average standard how do you find out if you already qualify you would just run the checker on it right right yeah there's the checker on the description and uh, i don't i think this one could be harder because this is you know, pre-moratorium, though, right? I mean, they wouldn't publish that this now. This is post. This is published post? 2018. So there's some things that slip through because I th- I'm not going to say it live on the air because I know where it is. There was a challenge that slipped through the other day that was clearly not publishable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mine, but I would love to get there and sign it really fast before they figure before out. Before anything <laughs> happens. <laughs> I was quite shocked about it, but... You know, things are going to slip through. Reviewers are people just like everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Things are going to slip through even if they're not allowable. Yeah. Hopefully, reviewers will catch catch some. Well, hopefully. Depends hopefully on the challenge. <laughs> not until I sign it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we had another one sent in by Starcasher. And this is the alphanumeric by GC code challenge, GC5NJ7Y. And uh, this one's another variation on bookmark challenges. (laughs) This was published in 2015 and uh, by the Grundelows, the Grundelows in Michigan. This one is making use of the GC code. There have been challenges that, uh, that, play with the letters of a GC code, but I kind of like this one because it's relatively simple and it's almost could be considered a form of Jasmer challenge because you're dealing with the third character of the GC code. Mm -hmm. So you're looking for all the digits, uh, available digits and letters that are used in GC codes, of which there are 30, which is Mm -hmm. what this challenge is named for. And uh, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and A to Z minus the ones that aren't used. But it's you're looking for GC codes where the, that character is the third character. So GC something. So you have to find 30 caches where the third qualifies for any of those 30 characters. The interesting thing is, uh, by the example, there's GCD, GCDE, and GCDEF. All of those caches count for D and only for D. Right. Uh, But each of those is some distance of publishing apart. So the uh, the GCD obviously is very, very, very old, whereas GCDEF123 could be yesterday. Right. Right. So um, you could look at it like a look for old caches or not. But it gives a little bit more variety of the way of thinking about that is a really creative challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rainy day, bookmarking, prepare for geocaching type thing to to do. See if you qualify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a four difficulty, I think mainly because, yeah, it's, it takes a lot of work to uh, to find where those ch- caches are that qualify. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know how many 
you know, I guess it's there's a wide enough spread of time for those publishes, for those characters, that there could be each of those within most any region. I don't think any of those numbers or letters would be very rare. I wouldn't think so. Sometimes they can be hard to like fill in your gaps. You feel like you're endlessly searching for just the right thing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think they're that. If you're unlucky rare. enough, yeah, if you're unlucky enough to not have one that qualifies for one of those, but you've got to travel a day to get to it, then well, that's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Jesse, yeah. do you know there's a question in the chat? Is there a way in Project GC to search by username? I was just looking at that. Uh, I don't think you can use like a, any kind of Boolean searches or anything for any of that stuff, right? You have to use the full name in Project GC. Yeah. Even on geocaching.com. No although I do there. know that like you start typing, sometimes it'll fill things in. True. But I don't think you fill them all in. Mm -hmm. The yeah. easy way, well, the easy way. <laughs> another way around that would be to make use of another tool like GSAC. Mm -hmm. where you yeah. can download, Run a query download the listings. And then sort it by hider. Yeah. And if you know SQL, database language, you can write your own queries and sort through all the data. But that's getting into like super advanced <laughs> techie stuff. Yeah, I have well, no idea what you said. I can tell you the roundabout <laughs> way to do that. If that challenge is in your area, just look at other people that have qualified for it and see what, how they got yeah. it. Yeah, true. That's the only way I've ever been able to find out to do those things. I don't mm -hmm. know the the right way to do it. That was the roundabout way I figured it out. But that's yeah. a really good tip. You know, you might not mm -hmm. think of that right away. And some of the older challenges also require people to create a bookmark list of the qualifying finds. Mm -hmm. So you can always look in that section on the right of a listing where there's bookmark lists that that cache is in, and that might be included in somebody's qualifications. And then you can. Nail says the Project GC can search for hider name starts with, includes, and ends with. So there awesome. you go. There is a way to do it on Project GC. Good. You're good. That is awesome. I did not know <laughs> that. I'm yeah, done for today. I learned my one thing. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of these podcasts so we can come away learning something. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, okay. So remember for next month, uh, send in your email with your qualifications uh, and you might have your uh, your suggestions your recommendations whatever highlighted on the show but you'll be entered in to be randomly drawn for randomly drawn nice. <laughs> randomly drawn for I think that the, takes uh, away you learning something for the day so now you have to learn <laughs> now you you unlearned you uh, so the the random winner from people who have sent in challenges for this past month is where is it? There it is, Nick Cap. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations, Nick Cap. <laughs> we'll be in touch uh, to get your info to get that sent to you as soon as possible. Cool. And just as an outro, as usual, we like to, well, I like to highlight <laughs> my own challenge that I don't qualify yet myself, <laughs> and that's GC3D5EB, which is the Iron Man Bingo Challenge. It is a pre-moratorium, just barely pre-moratorium challenge to uh, find, well, it's basically themed around... Um, consecutive 
streaks, you could say, uh, where there is a bingo grid, B-I-N-G-O, with five rows, and each of those squares is uh, a different type of streaking based around properties of caches. So, say, three days of over 10-kilometer hikes for I-2, um, or five days of abandoned structures for O4. And, uh, of course, the central square is 100 consecutive days geocaching. To qualify, you just need to find a row or a column or diagonal, just a standard bingo, but it's hard enough <laughs> to get some of these um, actually qualified. I think the hardest, probably for most people, legitimately, is three days of scuba caches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, legitimately rare. yes that's the <laughs> we say legitimately because there is a power trail in uh well probably not just here but in uh nevada where they have added the scuba caches to all of the power desert power trail geocaches just to help people filter them in or out and find them yeah so, nobody said you can't wear a scuba gear while you're doing the et power trail <laughs> <laughs> So with this challenge, uh, you qualify as a standard bingo, but I also like to highlight people who complete certain shapes, like making a B shape or uh, uh, doing squares or Xs. Uh, you can make an H. Um, but the big thing is completing the entire card, all 25 squares. And uh, it is possible to do all 25 within the 100 days of the center square takes a whole lot of work, a whole lot of planning, <laughs> but it has been done. Um, and since last month, there's there still hasn't been there hasn't been any activity here since uh, December. But that was people finding the cash so that they can qualify sometime later on. Um, but would love to hear from you if you're working on it. I know there well, are some Eric people in the chat says I'm really starting to work on that. First up, Sweet. five days of where ago and lonely at the same time. Nice, nice combo. So I actually hate you for this challenge because <laughs> um, I hate streaks. However, I hate not doing challenges. Right. And uh, if, if I were to relocate this summer to a brand new caching area, there's no way I would not be able to start this challenge. There's no <laughs> way. And I would hate you again every day for it, but <laughs> I, I, I can't walk away from something like this. Such anger as it Yeah, I think after I finish my thing of completing that year grid of challenges, this is going to be my next one to work on. I keep saying I've got to qualify for it myself, and I am going to do it. I'm going to. But the, the, uh, the big bonus with this is I've said anybody who... Uh, locally at least signs and completes a shape uh, or completes a full card will win a coin which is now in process of being designed <gasps> it's coming this year with some nice little uh, special um twists i guess you could say some fun stuff to go with it and uh, so i'm extending that challenge to everybody out there virtually you don't have to sign the cash but if you complete the full card then i will send you one of those special coins as well I'm getting one so, of those coins. That's all there is to uh, it. It's going to be nice. <laughs> yeah, we have a few comments about relocating. Eric says that's why I'm starting now. Just move to a new area. Hey, just and, move to Colorado. Yeah, and Acorn Mama says relocating is the only way I'd be tempted to try streaking again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Same. the thing. You move, get working on those challenges in the new area. Moving mm -hmm. or vacation. Those are great excuses to work on challenges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So that is our show. Are there any other thoughts about fully themed challenge caches to get out of the way? I'm going to have to say that, you know, while you don't have to do it, like we said, if you want to have the caches that are really memorable for people, you put all those elements together. You know, you're never required to do it, but why wouldn't you? If you want to be that kind of quality cache hider, it only makes sense. And again, the theme doesn't have to be up in a tree like Jeff seems to want all of them to be. But <laughs> it, it could be just a little tree, right? Even if it's an LPC yeah. in a Walmart parking lot, it would. How funny would that be? That it's like a little mm -hmm. tree, you know, covering whatever your cash container is. It's just that to me that would push it over the line to like, there you go, favorite point, bam. Yeah. Like just to me that you know, not that we, that's what we cash for, right? We don't cash, we don't hide caches for favorite points, but come on, that would just be good. I think yeah. all of us here are into bettering our caching community, and that's where this is going to lead. Yeah. None of none of these ideas are going to harm in any way. They will only enhance. Mm -hmm. Right. And you, you know, that it also adds to it that, you know, if you don't want to qualify for the challenge, but you still find the cache, you still get to find something themed around the challenge. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I just found another cache that was literally a tree in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that could make a great challenge cache final, but then that can also make somebody smile who found that cash without qualifying and mm -hmm. you still get the theme of the trees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess closing thoughts for me would just be if you're making a challenge cash, go that extra little step to make it something enjoyable for people who are finding it, whether they qualify or not. Um, and whether you make it based on the same qualification, <laughs> climb a tree for the tree challenge or make a tree cash for the tree challenge. In any case, you're going to make somebody happy. Exactly. Just a pill bottle under a lamppost. Yeah, I appreciate the ideas here tonight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, so the, the chat log is still available after the show if you want to check out what other people have mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, the next show will be the first Sunday of April. That is April 3rd. And uh, as usual, the show notes will be posted to uh, at least the YouTube uh, video record of this after the show in the video description. So... All the links and everything are going to be there. Thank you for watching and listening. And remember, it's not about the numbers. It's about the challenge. Challenge accepted. <laughs> See you next month. Bye. You're going to have to push that button. Derek's gone. Y yeah. <laughs> we don't know how to end our own show. <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> uh, I think...